0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is. is—rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Dukes and Bell, we're live at Hooters in Douglasville, the big bikini contest is happening. We were here literally about a year to the day, and we're seeing some of our uh, old suspects, some new friends over here at the bar hanging out, so join the party. We're on the radio till 7, and then it's a regional bikini contest, which kicks off about 7.30 or so. As Carl mentioned, there is some reserve seating for friends and family and some of the the bar folks that are supporting their local Hooters girls, Carl, but still some room for you guys to come in and do some standing room only tonight and watch the great bikini contest and do it in Douglasville. Well, you know what? The
2: cool thing about this is we get to advance... uh, uh some of these lovely ladies to ultimately the biggest contest in the country right and that's the cool thing so you're going to see some of these ladies tonight and then you'll get a chance to see them maybe mike when it's all said and done in the calendar which every year we get a chance they bring one up to us uh at the studio that when they put the new calendars out and you're like oh i remember her and she's from georgia Mm. and that's the cool thing about seeing these ladies tonight do their thing
0: Hey, a couple of guys hit us up on Twitter. Follow us, Carl. We don't call it the X. Carl's put him up C Dukes on Mike Bell ATL. I, I wrote Carl, I said, I've been on the fence about Justin Fields to the Falcons. I said, after talking <laughs> to Patrick Finley, who covers the Bears for the Chicago Sometimes, I'm kinda and it's the meme which has been around for like about ten years now, with a dude at a party looking like <sighs> I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> and so one guy just hit me back on Twitter. I want to get the name right. And uh, he says, Mike, you always flip-flopping. <laughs> and I said, no, man, I'm going with the information. I said, I'm going with what I know. I said, uh, why are you so angry? I said, look, man they're going to make a decision Carl thinks the decision is going to come way before the NFL draft and that would mean do you think so we'll have this thing in place right when free agency or the the NFL season begin the calendar year of March I think 30 yes. illegal legal, legal two, 11th. Two,
2: two and a half three weeks because right. the combine starts next week on Tuesday it'll run through the first weekend of March I believe the deal will be done then as far as what the parameters are okay? Right. And then when you can go ahead and make the deal as soon as you can, you do it. And, and Mike, why wait? For If you're the Bears, we just talked to Patrick Finley uh, from the Chicago Sun Times. If you're the Bears, first of all, think about it from their perspective, not even ours. You want to go ahead and move, Justin, so you right. can get your fan base excited about where you're going with Caleb and what that looks like, but more importantly, also the rest of your draft board. Right. If you're picking up a second-round pick, and he just told us they don't have a second, they went out and did a deal that... Gave away a second-round pick, so it would be great for them to recoup that. They got picks one and nine, and then you'd have a second-rounder to go along with that. They need to figure out where they want to go. For us, there is no way. I don't want to wait, Mike, until draft night to figure this out if you know this is where you want to go. Make the trade. Get Justin acclimated. Let's let's get going and get people excited here about what
0: this might look like. Because there's no reason to wait until uh, uh, April 27th. There's just no reason. But this goes back, you know, and, and in all seriousness, why am I, you know, equivocating? Like, I mean, Carl is he, he's more pro Fields than I am. I'm I'm not anti Fields. I'm just I'm looking for. We put all these guys on the radio to give you all the information. You can judge for yourself. Here's a guy that covered the you know the Bears every day. He's seen this guy all three years, and his question is about the accuracy. And how do you improve his passing accuracy? His completion percentage needs to come up, something I brought up to you on Tuesday. Years ago, Fran Tarkin had told us on the radio, you can't coach accuracy. Yeah. You know, you can get a little bit better at it. And that was, at the time, talking about Mike Vick, who never got over 57% passing uh, completion rating, uh, percentage here in Atlanta. Got a little bit higher when he went with Andy Reid, but still was never that great, but still put fannies in the seats and was amazing. You need, Carl, to be a little bit better throwing the football. Can Zach Robinson fix it? I think the scheme helps. I think playing with better players helps.
2: I think protection helps. Listen, Justin, he mentioned this, and this is one of his downfalls right now. Holding on to the ball to try to make things happen has put him in danger. Okay? This is why the fumbles have occurred. He's not lost 38, but when you talk about putting it on the ground uh, as much as he has over the last three years, you go, okay, why? Part of it is 1,001, 1,002, yeah. 1,003. Okay, I Let don't go. have anything yeah. now. I'm gonna scramble. Uh, for uh, I've hold, I've held the ball now for eight seconds. Here comes somebody from my backside, Mike. I don't see him. Strip. Ball's on the ground. That that's gotta that's gotta change. You know how you change that, Mike? System. Matthew Stafford's not holding on the ball eight seconds. No. Okay. There's a way that you can go about this to get the ball. One, two, three, it's not there. Throw it away, Justin, if it's not there. That's how you go about this. This is not that hard. I'm not telling he's going to have the highest completion percentage, Mm -hmm. but there are guys, including Lamar Jackson, who we said, he's not accurate. Go look at his completion percentage. He just won another MVP. Right. It can get better through the way you do your scheming and offense.
0: But some would say, why am I going to trade for this guy when he's coming in with some of the same issues I just had with Desmond Ritter? The guy in his first year who held on to the football too long, who was a turnover machine, who fumbled well, the Well, Ritter didn't line, hold on to it. it too long. He just yeah. didn't read defenses well, accurately. He made bad decisions with the football. He also fumbled it a lot, too. You know, he was a, he was a one man turnover machine, a, a one man doomsday <laughs> machine. So, look, the they can go a number of ways. I, you know, the more I think about this, the more I like. And Carl started the show saying, "You know what? Maybe it's JJ McCarthy." JJ McCarthy. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams that'll be in for Denell Hunter from the Vikings, and it'll yes. cost you a, a king's ransom. But we haven't had a guy like that here since John Abraham. Yeah, I just, listen, I'd love
2: to go get Danelle Hunter. We're going to talk dogs here in one second and tell you about the, the voice of change for college football. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. But but the, the, the thing for me when we talk about um, McCarthy, and the only reason I'm telling you this is because there are three separate people with three separate organizations that I just casually had a conversation with. Hey, what do you think right. about these quarterbacks? All three, knowing that I didn't talk to the other guy. All said, McCarthy is the fourth-best quarterback in this draft, and he may be viewed higher after the combine. Do not be surprised if he is a top 10 or top 15 pick. I said, wait a minute, what about Penix? Eh, He's not going to be there. Well, he's not even the top 15 if you start looking at some of these mock drafts. Well, what about uh, Bo Nix? He played more college football than anybody. He's not going to be there. McCarthy. And I am like, well, if that's the case, Mike, that puts him in our range. If you believe that we stay at eight, if we don't handle this thing at free agency. I don't know if you don't like it, if you don't think he's any good, but I'm telling you, the kid's got a moxie and he's won big games. And so I'm just telling you what I've been told. And I'm like, I was not on this train two weeks ago. I was not screaming J.J. McCarthy at eight. But there are a lot of people who believe he's going to be there. And if we don't address this quarterback thing, we're going to have to make a decision.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him on his uh, mock draft 2.0 NFL Network coming here. I just I – just, it's hard to get your head around why Jim Harbaugh wouldn't let him cut it loose unless you said, well, no reason to risk an interception when, the I strengths. Can, when I can run the football. But, I mean, sometimes it was almost like laughable like the Penn State game where, I mean, I think truly elite guys. Look, Jaden Daniels, the reason I like him so much is – as I mentioned to you earlier, LSU's defense was so negligible. You know, the Florida State game, florida I will say this, Florida State did get him spooked in the, in the second half. They've just turned up the blitz, really got after him. Fisk and uh, Jared Burris were just meeting at the quarterback, Carl. But I, I do think, though, 40 touchdowns and four picks against SEC competition, thats, that's you're doing something right. No, you are. And, and
2: I think his playmaking ability with his legs, listen, I love the skill set of Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, the, the, I, I think, Mike, from all these quarterbacks when i look at them in the draft and again caleb is the guy that everybody's counting on being special and he better be if he's the number one overall pick but i think jane daniels could be the guy three years from now just like cj stroud and we're talking about like wow look at what he's been able to do um so I'm all good with that, but I just think you're going to have to move to get him. That's, that's going to be the biggest issue with, with Jaden Daniels. It's Dukes and Bell, guys. Coming up, we'll do our uh, dog report here coming up in about uh, 10 minutes because we got into this whole conversation. And it's just it's one of those things. You talk to people in the know. Patrick Finley writes with the Chicago Sun-Times. He, he knows. He's been at, around this team. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, Justin, for those of you missed it, we're going to replay it in the 6 o'clock hour. He said, there's never been an issue about respect in the locker room. Right. All his teammates it's love it's and not respect him. I-me guy. Correct. It's not about will or the love for the game. Those are things that executives and head coaches want to hear. The other stuff, Mike, that's physical. I can help you with that stuff. I can help you with getting the snap quicker and figuring out where you need to go with the football. But if you are an ugly head and if you don't relate to your teammates. But why hasn't he figured it out in three years, Carl? Why in year three hasn't well, he, he figured it out? Well, he told you. Terrible offensive line. Coaching, should, did he just not tell us? No. Justin gets drafted, and they go, Andy Dalton's our starter. I mean, we didn't watch the Bears because we didn't care. But that the, you start Dalton, and you give him this sense of, okay, maybe this isn't my team. Then you throw him into the fire after realizing, well, the offensive line is jacked. Which is something you go they, through two coordinators.
0: Right. Every coach does it. We talked about this with anywhere in the world. You, Justin Herbert went through it in, in it's L.A. It's ridiculous. He's always going to be the guy, so why monkey around with a dude? Oh, because he gives us the best chance to win. And you know they're going to sit him anyway in three weeks. Still, though, at some point – you... And I'm not – by the way,
2: you're asking me these questions. I'm telling you what would be said to us if we right. asked the Bears or we asked Justin's people. This is what they would tell us. I'm not defending his right. play. I can't. The numbers are the numbers. What I feel like, though, is those numbers could look a lot better with this
0: team. Right. Now, they did bring in – remember, they traded. They got fleeced by the Steelers. The Bears, if you go take it back a few years, they made some terrible decisions, and then last year they kind of flipped the script. They As did. far as maximizing their draft position – Accumulating picks, getting pieces in here. They made the trade for Montez Sweat, but guys like Chase Claypool it was a bum. It's a bum. You know, it was a bum with the. Is, Steelers, that, ju- is that Justin's fault? That's not on him. That's not on him. You know, but you come to our team. We, we think we're going to have to tweak some of the wide receivers. Drake London is a – no, look, Drake London, another guy.
2: Wasn't Claypool the guy who said he was a top five receiver? Needed to be said.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: d- yeah, you know what? I totally forgot. That was – we, we made fun of that for about yeah. three weeks. He, he had
0: like a three-man hype team on his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you the it's best player. just they had to need. be said. Yeah. It needed to be said, it so let's be said. said. <laughs> okay, whatever. And we're like, okay, tough guy. Yeah, he's a bum. <laughs> now, they did get uh, more from the Carolina Panthers, and yes. D.J. has been a good target. Oh, he's he. been great, but he that was the first legitimate. Number one guy that he's had there. Right. You so, so, I remember he, he scored a touchdown against us right yeah. over. And by the way, Fields, and this is what here's what's crazy about Justin Fields he'll make terrible decisions, he'll hold on to the ball too long, and then he'll thread the needle like we put that ball right in. Remember, Jesse Bates had tremendous coverage, he threw they it right handed, over, handed off to Bates in the end zone, pinpoint yep. accuracy. So, yep. can you squeeze that out to be 65% completions and make better decisions? Then well, you got it, your guy.
2: Listen, for everybody that talked about Ryan Nielsen. And how good he was, and he did a really good job for us. Bears beat us,
0: <laughs> right? Am I right about that? Right. Who was quarterback? You Four. went now. Last game of the season feels. I'm just like, asking. But then feels like for all that Ryan Nielsen stuff. Right. He beat us. Right. But the fields went back and looked like crap against Green Bay the following week. That's because it was personal with the Falcons, though. <laughs> he had lost the year he had lost the year before right. here at Mercedes Benz.
2: We were there, Mike. 404 726 0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text line. All right, we're coming back. He wants to be the voice of change. Could he be the guy to change college football? We'll talk about that and the dogs coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 two nine the game. Uh, Coming up in less than 10 minutes, we got some guy talk. We're live in Douglasville, guys, at Hooters. Also, we'll continue our conversation. It's funny because as Mike is asking these questions, and they're all questions every Falcon fan should be asking about, why didn't this happen with Justin or this didn't take place? And I am trying to give you a logical answer to it. You may not like it. You may think it's crap, but it's the reality of when you're doing all this research, if the Falcons do pull the trigger on this, Mike, They got to explain that to the fan base, too, because people are going to say, wait a minute. Well, he wasn't that great in Chicago. Why would you go ahead and pick? The Falcons have to be confident enough to say, listen, in all the things that we found out about him and his circumstances, here's why we believe he's going to be a lot better here, and here's why we think it didn't work you got to answer those things. Right. Zach Robinson is going to have to answer
0: that stuff. So, yep. And I know that uh, we, we spoke to him last week, it was more about, uh, you know, he did mention repeatedly pocket passer, but that was his background with Matthew Stafford. Yes. And I think there's really only one guy. That, and if we don't go, Justin, right. then you could really buy into them going after one of those pocket right. passer guys. Whether it's Kirk Cousins or <laughs> oh, yeah. in the draft that is Mike. Michael Penix would be the quintessential pocket passer. But, again, his injury history, and the lack of mobility, you said, I think you made a great point. It's not like I need a guy to be Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but a guy who can do, like everybody wants Patrick my Mahomes stuff, only he can do. But you want a guy who's got the ability to run with the football no doubt about about it Baker Mayfield kind of checks of those boxes I know we got into that yesterday you did you did you know it was it was uh, Drew Butler came on with us and we were talking about some of the guys he mentioned Baker and I said you know when you look at Baker's numbers with the weapons we've got I mean granted he had Evans and and Godwin up there in Tampa down there in Tampa yeah I mean Brady won a Super Bowl with those guys right right? but it's just you know he still he does check some
2: boxes for you too and he has experience yeah but it's not maybe that's not fair because he also had Gronk there and he had uh, who was the crazy wide receiver I'm thinking of oh Antonio Brown right for a minute right Right. yeah so all right guys uh, more to get to uh, with the Falcons coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Right now, let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Listen, we love it when he comes on our show over the years. Uh, As a matter of fact, one year we were at SEC Media Days and Eli Gold was there, the voice of Alabama. And he had all of his rings. And I said, just just let me touch them. (laughs) And he pulled off his rings and He had like, I think, four at the time, okay? And this was when Kirby was still there, and we were clowning around, and he was like, we're going to get a lot more with Saban. Well, he got another one, but Eli Goldmike is now done with Alabama.
0: Yeah, he uh, put it out there yesterday. There's an article that uh, you may have read already. I think many Alabama fans certainly have where he says, well, the university has chosen not to bring me back. He's telling AL.com this is not with a capital N-O-T at all health-related. Now He's been dealing with health concerns. I just felt, look, you know, and I spoke with, I got four or five buddies that are Alabama alum, and they're fan, big fans. And they said they love him, but he's not as uniquely, I don't know, idiosyncratic as Larry Munson was for okay. Georgia. Okay. And their feelings was he's lost his fastball, mm. and, and maybe you want to pair, put a younger guy in the booth the way they did with Munson at the end at uh, you know at, at georgia. georgia right but i don't know to me when you've got you know 30 some odd years 35 years in tuscaloosa you should be able to determine when you're walking away now gene deckerhoff stepped away he volunteered to step away at florida state he still does the buccaneers games and he was a legacy guy there I d- it's from the outside looking in it just seems a bit jive you know that maybe there was somebody in the uh, in the university and maybe saban was going to bat form and now they've turned the page and said we're going to get some fresh blood in here
2: yeah, he it, just, said, it just doesn't seem right, though. It doesn't. He said for a uh, legacy. in an interview, I think this was on Tide 100.9 radio, the indication I was given, this is Eli Gold, was that the university was ready to make a change. And did, I did offer a compromise. I said, look, let me do one more year. Right. Let me do one more full season, home and away. And then I'll quietly walk into the sunset, right. and you won't hear from me again. And they weren't for that? <laughs> After, I mean, thir- after thirty-five
0: years, I mean, the guy can still put a sentence together. We have him on every year. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand that one. Unless maybe, like as you, as I mentioned, maybe Saban was going to bat for him. There's elements of the boosters. It's time to put Eli out to pasture. Yeah, which is. Again, I don't listen to Alabama football because I don't have the – there's no reason to. I'm watching him on TV most of the time when I'm watching him. Sure. But uh, there are some folks who feel that he just – Munson was just so well-loved. And does Eli not have that connection with some Alabama fans? I don't know. I don't either, Mike. He's 70. Uh, He
2: says he has a clean bill of health from his doctors. He can work without limitations. And, again, I, I just hate this from an age standpoint. Right. Um, if you are, you know, I just saw recently saw something about this because they were talking about the testing that they give pilots and you've got surgeons who don't have age limits, presidential candidates, well, (laughs) across the board, Mike, I mean, judiciary, we could go across the board, but, but I don't want anybody, if I can still do the job and you have proper testing to let me prove that I can do the job. Right. You should be able to do it. You know, you should just, and that's part of this. So I think the 70 and the change of the guard with Saban also played a big role in this. I
0: don't know. I mean, Munson, yeah, Larry Munson, again, each school's unique, and it, but Munson was so well beloved because of his style. And it was such an amazing, like, even when he didn't know, right, we've scored, I don't have no idea who's got the football. And it's a touchdown like an It's Jordan Hare back in 02. People just love the guy because he was just, you know, you, he lived it. He it was on his heart strength. That's right. I mean, he wore it on his, on his sleeve, I should say. But yeah, I, I don't know if Eli Gold brings that. I think the guy. I spoke to, they're they're my age and younger, they were like, they shrugged when I said Eli Gold's leaving. So it wasn't anything to them. Interesting. All right. While we're talking about Alabama, Nick Saban wants to be the voice of
2: change for college football. Uh, He just recently did an interview. Uh, You guys know he's retired. He's going to be on, is it game day? Game day, right? Uh, On Saturdays for ESPN um, as one of their analysts. But I will say this. I think Nick Saban, if you wanted to appoint him as college football continues to change the czar of college football, Mike, and have one voice, yeah. he'd be perfect. He just would be. And this isn't about Bama bias or anything. No. Half of you think, I don't like Bama anyway. This is not that. This, this is... guy
0: coached in the Big Ten and the SEC. He's the, if we ever get to that super conference, he's the perfect guy to be the czar if he's if he's young who, enough to do it who at un- that point. But who understands college football better than Nick right. Saban from where it was to right. where it is? He's, he's lived it.
2: So uh, here's the soundbite from him where he says, I'll do whatever I can to be an advocate for college football. We know he's not a fan of NIL and the portal, and there should be some guidelines and guardrails, and hopefully that happens. But this is Nick Saban talking about it.
1: I will be dedicated to college football and the future of college football and trying to make that sport, as well as other sports and collegiate athletics, I'm going to be an advocate for trying to make the game as good as it can be.
2: And I love it because I think with the changing face of college football, um, to bring one person in and say, hey, this is the guy that's going to make these decisions, there would be no bias. This this is not a financial gain for Nick Saban, okay? He's made a lot of money. He's financially set. This would simply be, I'm doing this because I want to do it, and I want to help the game grow. That's it. And and I just don't know of, of a lot of guys who stepped away with his pe- re- resume, Mike, and his pedigree, right. That could be in those shoes
0: and be as well respected as Nick Saban around the college football world. I'm with you. Uh, he's got he certainly got the gravity of us. Uh, you know. That's he, he's got the juice, and it goes without saying. We spoke yesterday about college basketball. Rick Pitino basically saying this is the worst, most miserable time I've had with these guys ever since I've been coaching basketball. Not about Saint John's, it's about these guys I'm playing with. This has terrible. been the most unenjoyable well, experience I've had. Well, what do you make of Damon Stoudemire, Georgia Tech coach, who obviously was just on with Steakhouse? We've had him on the show a number of times. Yes. Basically, telling the fans after a pretty just lopsided, humiliating loss to Clemson, wait, look at my guys in here.
2: Ooh.
0: Now you were kind of. Ooh, D, come on now. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you make of that? Well, listen, it is his first year. You're kind of discounting the guys you're working with right now. You get what you get, Mike.
2: <laughs> I mean, you, you get what you get, and you put these guys out there. Listen, who was it at Georgia that was absolutely terrible? Crean. Right. Crean should have done this. When Tom Crean came in, Tom Crean was like, uh, year three, he was like, I should have I should have cleaned house. Instead, right. he tried to stay the course with guys that he probably didn't believe in, and they got off to a crappy start, and then his whole career just at Georgia was downhill. Now, we know he's coached some of the best players in, in the history of including Dwayne Wade but the fact is all these coaches are now thinking this way first year I just got to put a, I got to put a team out there I got to see what's what year right. two three four Mike I get my guys in here and and to his point like he's saying we will be a lot better with the guys that I'm bringing in by the way Damon has done a really good job of recruiting already right. he's got a nice class coming in we'll see where it goes with the portal but I don't know if you say that, right? Timing, right? I, I, I don't know. Is that worse than what, what Patino said? I don't know. I mean, I did
0: get some. Wait att- till I get fans. my guys? Yeah. I mean. You quitting the next day? Because I'm not one of your guys. I mean, that's just, it's the timing was a bit curious for me. Yeah. I, I just I just think because you do tend to alienate some of your fan base and you start to say, wait, well, you know, what, you, you just touched on it. I mean, you. We're in the uniform that are trying to put some effort together, and after a really nice start in beating Duke and North Carolina, the wheels have completely come off. Georgia as well, by the way, Georgia men's basketball, not not so good. They won last night
2: against Vandy. They had to. They had lost six in a row, so that was good news for Georgia. But yeah, I I just think that Damon's saying what a lot of coaches feel, and I also think Patino, when he, the funniest part of the Patino thing was like when he said, We can't guard. These guys can't move laterally. <laughs> and it made me laugh because well he basically said. <laughs> we can't play defense. Right. So he's saying he's got a bunch of guys that don't play defense. Okay. And there's
0: nothing he can do about it because athletically they are flawed. <laughs> so we'll see uh, eventually. We'd love to talk about basketball, college basketball, more than once we get into tournament time yeah. and March Madness. But, but you know, And I know that Georgia's it's a work in progress in tech as well, but there's nothing like it when they've got a cooking at Alexander now McCamish, and hopefully he will. This hour
2: brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk?
0: All right, the uh, folks at uh, (laughs) Nike teamed up with the guys at Fanatics. And do you think when two big companies get together, they're going to make a quality product or they're going to make a cheaper, crappy product? I would hope quality. Well, and uh, Braves fans and Braves players say these new uniforms are brutal we'll get into mm. it little haberdashery discussion coming up live at hooters in douglasville guys bikini contest seven but after we get off the air at seven o'clock come down and down and join the party here off i-20 call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: It's time for fun. It's time for guy talk. It's time for shenanigans. Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference all season long.
1: Welcome to Atlanta where the, play.
0: where the players play. We're live here at Hooters in Douglasville, guys. Bikini contest. Big regional contest coming up after we get off the air tonight. A lot of fun. Tur- Turtle's got to do the show tonight. He misses all the action. I know. He was like, I wish I could be out there watching with you guys. He doesn't talk like that. But Chris was saying. a judge last year. He wore his dress shorts. He did. That's right. <laughs> so, but it'll be you and I doing our thing tonight. And we've got some of our, our good buddies meeting some new friends, but uh, some old friends as well here at Hooters in Douglasville with you till 7 o'clock. Hey, man, have you seen the new Braves uniforms? No. The, the, the Braves logo is a little bit smaller going from east to west across the chest. Okay. And the quality of it from folks that have been down to Northport or already bought stuff online are saying. It fits like crap. It looks cheap. (laughs) The piping that used to be above the sleeve is now down on the sleeve. It literally looks like since they uh, folks at Nike, again, have hooked up with fanatics, a lot of folks are feeling the quality for the fan isn't there. The players don't like them because the pants are rather sheer. Mm. There's a photo out there of uh, Spencer Strider with his large thighs. And you can see his Johnson, and so a lot of folks are saying that it's rather form-fitting uh, for some folks when you, if you, unless your wife or your girlfriend yeah. is into that sort yeah, of thing in the ballpark. Say, yeah,
2: the, the ladies will be like, "I like these new unis." <laughs> um, I'm not seeing them. I'm looking at the
0: picture that you have right now. Right. Is this going to be an issue? Like, are people going to hate these? Well, a lot of folks are saying that the quality—it's a number of It just—it looks cheaply built. You know, it's with all due respect to MLS and and where Adidas, was it made, Mike? It came from China. Now, or maybe, uh, maybe tiny little fingers to thread those needles down in Costa Rica or Bangladesh, wherever Nike makes its quality products. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. But uh, the idea that when, for instance, MLS, a couple of years back, they came up, and the big thing now is recycled fabrics. So they take all the plastic that's floating around in the ocean, supposedly, and they make it into a shirt. Then unless you are... A men's size small, you feel like a stuffed sausage wearing the thing. <laughs> Anybody who's tried one of those, you you really got to buy a quadruple. A, a X. A size small. Let's be honest. Like, we, right, for instance, if you're a guy and you're not going to spend money on fashion or clothes, but you just want to get a T-shirt or a nice dress shirt to go out, and let's say you're on Amazon, right? And you have, you have to look at the fine print. Model is five foot eleven and weighs eighty five pounds. <laughs> you know, so you know what you're buying. It's but, true. Uh, a lot of folks and there's an article it's not just the, the Braves out of Northport but there's an article in USA Today saying basically everybody from the uh, Diamondbacks to the Yankees uh, players are saying they hate these uniforms wow yeah and you know the feeling was for those guys, remember for your, your high school baseball, all the way back to little league, baseball uniforms were always that double knit polyester. They were so usually you wear a t shirt or a wife beater, as they were called, underneath it, right in the old days. You used to, yeah, you saw that a lot right. with guys. But uh, from a distance and facing forward, the differences aren't that uh, you know that apparent. As you get closer with the Braves, as we said, the logo is a little bit closer. Fans are saying the jersey looks phony. Uh Uh-oh. One fan down in Tampa says, and this is funny, a a Yankee fan named Tony. Shocking. Tony! Looks like I could buy this at a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently, the guys at Nike and and, uh, the folks at Fanatics... If you're going to buy these things, they don't fit well. They don't look good. And uh, the, the Braves one specifically, Carl, because the way they move the stripes around, it just looks cheaply made, basically, for lack of a better word. All right. Well, I I'm gonna And the s- pants are very
2: sheer. sheer. Yeah. I want to see and with, with the technology today. You know, they can make better uniforms and
0: what they I mean. Right. What, what are you we're taking them back to the 70s now? Well, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like, well, granted, God bless Jackie Robinson. Those guys are playing wool uniforms. No wonder Babe had to do all those drugs to run so fast around the base pads, Carl. He was so hot. I just want to get back in the dugout and cool (laughs) off. But those are like those wool uniforms. It almost harkens back to, like, George Costanza. Remember when he does the fully cotton t-shirt? Remember, guys, cotton, breathable. Cool, breathable. And, and remember the Yankees wear the cotton t-shirts and they start to sweat and they shrink and they contract. <laughs> Wait a minute, the Yankees can't move. Jeter can't make the throw. And then George gets called in the office. But uh, the new jerseys are drawing blowback from players and fans across the league. They're called Nike Vapor Premier. And let's be honest, with the exception of a few, we all love the MLK jersey for the Hawks. You wish the Hawks would just bring that out and tweak it every year. the, the I think Nike mails it in on some of the City Edition jerseys, if I'm
2: honest. You're talking about the right. uh, for the Hawks?
0: And I think for Major League Baseball, they did, too. Yeah. I think well, you, you and I spoke about it, so how goofy some of those unis look. But this is more about quality and this new kind of well it's not, fit. it's not as if they're not making money. I don't understand well, why they're, they're skimping
2: on these unis. Right.
0: Uh, a lot of folks are saying, I, one Braves fan says, I don't understand the choice to move the MLB logo under the piping. See, that's the th- it <laughs> just, just looks just, jive. <laughs> the, the guy has his
2: shirt tucked in. You can see it.
0: Yes, I mean, do you really need to see – what did John Crux say? I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player. Do I? And that's another thing. Baseball, you just let the managers wear khakis and polo shirts like NFL coaches. I mean, well, you got to make snicker, you know, wear something like that, right? Yes. Come on. This does It doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. Matt just sent that
2: to us. Check right. out these pants. Matt, so, uh,
0: UGA Matt, thank you so I much. I know I'm hyperbole, but a lot of folks are looking at this going, "Damn, that just looks awful. No, it does. Hey, it man, does. Uh, a report out of the L.A. Times yesterday – saying that uh, a lot of folks usually make a New Year's resolution to get themselves in shape, and that means hitting the gym. Staggering numbers from the gym business that gym memberships and new memberships are down. Apparently, Carl, both in 22 and 2023, they were startly trending up, and now this year in 24, they are going down, according to Placer.ai, which tracks attendance at 10 major gym chains. Why do you think less people are at the gym? Uh, home gyms? I don't know. What's going on? Oh, Ozempic. Really? Apparently, a lot of folks don't want to put the work in; they want to take the pill or take the shot. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I,
2: I uh, all I know is mm. it's expensive.
0: Yeah. How and much is it? Do
2: we know how much? I, I don't know. I'm just from what I've heard, and I'm I am not interested, Mike. Right. I know there are a lot of people. You know, again, if you're, you're diabetic or whatever, taking right. this. Uh, which is what it was originally for, but I just I've heard it's expensive, and a lot of insurances aren't covering. So if you're telling me that's the case, and a lot of right. people coming out of pocket
0: for this yeah.
2: every month. It's a lot of dough.
0: No, I mean I'm on you and I've been joking around.
1: And
2: since... If you guys know, tell right. us because I don't know. Yeah. I just I just heard it's expensive. I know there's
0: very there's cheaper versions of it. Oh, right? it's
2: only the, oh, that's not expensive. What is it? Uh, uh, Jersey Mike's. He just showed me a screen. It says 129. Okay. A month? Wow, it's cheap. You know what? Maybe I need to get an it Ozempic. It's cheaper than my diet With program. Without insurance, money. it costs $935 per week. Wow.
0: With Without even, insurance. Now, now, the thing is, the insurance people might want to get you on it because you're less likely to die of a heart attack. Sure. Right? Or sure. Whatever you're ob- if you're obese yeah. you know, or morbidly obese. Yeah. Uh, still, that's, unless you can't get insurance to cough it up, that's a lot of loot. That's man. a lot. Per week? Yeah. No, they were saying the other thing is for po- some folks are taking. Now, again, side effects vary from person to person, as you see in any TV commercial. Yeah, when yeah they do yeah. that litany of side effects. A couple of trainers, this is at a gym in New York, saying, I've seen a handful of new and experienced clients throw up while taking the drugs in the gym. Ooh. I don't want to see that. Uh, apparently, uh, Planet Fitness uh, has uh, was planning to uh, hike monthly memberships. They decided to hold off on that. Uh, another trainer, this is from Miami, says, First year I've seen people quit the gym in January. Wow. So apparently, I mean, look, diet is a big part of trying to get yourself in shape. But, you know, there are no, Carl, there are no shortcuts in life. No, man. But I maybe mean maybe there are.
2: Well, here's the deal with Ozempic. And, and again, I'm not a physician. So, right. you know, do your research. Right. But, Mike, once Talk you to get off Talk to your doctor. Off, see if
0: it's right for you.
2: But once you get off of it, right. If you, even if you're not doing the lifestyle things you need to do, you can balloon back up. So, right. I, I hear you.
0: While we're talking about, like, we, we can all do better. We all want to be in better shape. That's why you and I have tried to do it over the time, over years. The, the thing I was telling Carl the other day, I'm walking through the casino at Caesars Palace, and we're going to the sports book, and all of a sudden it's like people start moving out of the way, and literally it's a convoy of morbidly obese people on scooters <laughs> that come rolling through. <laughs> beep, beep. I mean, like. Say, like, hey, Tubby. I mean, I know you got cankles and the veins are showing, but I mean, you, maybe you made the effort to walk from the slot machine to the woman's room. You might actually get yourself out of the scooter. They were I'm on not, scooters? I'm not telling you. Wow. Four, four t- Tubbies come by in the scooter. You know, again, as Carl just said, I'll give myself an out. If it's a legitimate medical condition, do you? Okay. Do you? But, I don't know, having the giant, oversized. You know, soda drink and the thing. <laughs> the refills. Yeah, I don't know if that's really helping you. <laughs> you know, and then you get on the you get on the scooter, <laughs> bleep, bleep, and now you're rolling through. It's like <laughs> It's like, come on. I mean, can't, can't you watch like a Richard Simmons video or something? To make the effort? I mean, I don't know. Come man.
1: on. Richard <laughs> well, Simmons Who was the
0: guy when we were kids when when ESPN had two channels? You guys remember this? And on ESPN two it was all fitness. Remember you have like the body by Jalad was and, like working aerobic out Hawaii, workouts. and all the girls would be like in spandex. Yeah. It was like like half the half the stuff yeah. was like hot girls doing aerobics back in the
2: day. Yeah, it was a ro- like aerobic workouts. Yeah. Right. That was the thing. Keep moving. <laughs>
0: Keep <laughs> don't, moving. Don't quit. They have body by Jake. Here's a great workout. Take a rubber band and strap it around a doorknob. <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway let it do it yourself it is a guy talk here brought to you by our buddies at hooters on dukes and bell we were talking about this earlier last year coming up here to hooters and douglasville I took the back way from home okay but it was a lot of old people speaking of old people and scooters how long did it take you when you said the back way what do we how long it's is just it coming up through like you know uh, palmetto and okay and like two lane roads but promise you get like you know grandma and grandpa and, and a, so it's a beautiful drive yes it's it got the top down today's been perfect but you know Damn it, Barbara, I'll set the cruise control to 35 and Damn. we'll arrive alive. <laughs> so, you just, so I took the uh, took the interstate, and that just made it, i got to be honest. You know, sometimes country roads take me home. Sometimes I just want to get there faster. I agree. Uh, 20, though, you know this. I mean, 20 sometimes can be a blank show. Right. So, By the way, a couple of guys hit us up earlier. One of the big stories today for guys who are just joining us. Woke up this morning, and I had no text messages, which is unusual. And then I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, my phone ain't working. It says SOS. SOL means you're out of luck, but in this case, uh, there was a major, now they haven't confirmed it or copped to it being a hack, but what in the hell else can it be in 2024? Question, Carl, is is it somebody doing a dry run on a big ramp up where they're going to basically disable communications around the country? A lot of folks who depend on their phone, of which you and I really don't, but some people do. Yeah, That's why streaming is such a big thing. Uh, Are we going to get the truth behind this story? Because for a while, I mean, AT&T was out for almost six hours in major cities around America. It scared a lot of people, man. I mean, you know, it's one thing. I mean,
2: some people woke up this morning and went, did I pay the bill? Then many others woke up and went, wait a minute. uh, Why do I not have any service and why can't I use the emergency services if I need be? Right. I just think, like I said, Mike, six hours seems like a long time. Let this happen for five days and see how people
0: react. AT&T says massive outage is now resolved. And uh, I'm just curious to see what the explanation is, because, you know, when big companies, if it was a cyber attack, uh, no indication of a cyber malicious activity so far. U.S. Uh, cyber <laughs> space control dude said. Today. So what happened? Somebody just pulled a wire? Well, look, I mean, come on. I mean, what, what, what happened? I mean, no, Jim, not that wire. I'm like, as I said to Carl earlier, this isn't even that conspiracy theory stuff. This is just America in 2024, man. Just crazy stuff happens. I just hope they don't do this in a power grid or something, right? I agree. I oh, agree. Man. Anyway, as Carl likes to say, a developing story. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, man, your guide talk. It's brought to you by Hooters. We're live at Hooters in Douglasville. Bikini contest coming up later after we get off the air. We are going to have a good time. We
2: want to invite you guys to come on out and hang out with your boys. We're going to be out here uh, until 7 and then after, of course. We'll be judging, uh, but we'd love to get a chance to meet you. So many cool people came out. We just met a gentleman, Mike. He was... Uh, He's a Chiefs fan. And he was talking
0: about being at the parade, man. Yeah, he was out there. He was on the other side of Union uh, Station when the shooting went down. He said when uh, when Kelsey started slurring his words, he said to his wife, it was time to scram. So <laughs> it seemed like rather fortuitous. We never really talked about that. Not much to say. But it was adults there charged as adults who, uh, who initiated the gunplay. And one was actually shot in the incident. Yeah. I mean, kids. Yeah. That was the thing. I think right. nine kids were shot. So, listen, at the end of the day, you just
2: want to be places where you're safe and you can go and have a parade and celebrate your team and it was unfortunate to happen in Kansas City coming up we got the Falcon report guys also strong arm story of the day on the way we'll talk to Grant McCauley about the latest with the Braves all in the five o'clock hour at Stukes and Bell